We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hold up, Tristar. My Mystic's going to lose. Look at this. 86-83. Oh, but they're at the free throw line, though. Come on, Sticks. This could go to double overtime. We need some, we need some DC that. success here. Let's go. Is this best of three or five, Trista? Uh, I think it's round. best of three. Oh, no. That means this is done. Well, maybe. Got the Nats yeah. wrapping up their season. Sucks. At least we got 2-0 Commanders. I got something to be excited about, PJ. Well, look, all our football teams are 2-0. I know. I mean, we got – this is just – you know, this is just a studio full of uh, champions here right now. much. Just three 2-0 teams that we're much. all a fan of, you know? Exactly. Yeah. It's, a be- it's a beautiful thing. Not going to last much longer. Yeah, Commanders are not going to uh, – I – I'm look. I'm not gonna sit. I don't. I'm, not, I'm taking a side. Oh, right. there you go. Uh-oh. Oh, oh my god. No way. Wait Come a minute. Come on, sticks. Mystics keep it all, and they foul. turned it over again. This has been the sloppy. The end of the fourth quarter. This game was turnover after turnover, oh and now it's god. happening again. No. Oh, oh good my god. god. They had their chance. That was so nuts. <sighs> well, it is what it is. Uh, we do have your Ducks up against Dion's. Colorado Buffaloes this weekend. Yeah, I mean, there's real tests. There's so many plays Mm. that I love. A lot of them are not available yet. Yeah. Um, My favorite play in this game uh, is Bo Nix passing yards. I I think you're probably going to get in the 350s. I think Bo Nix might throw for 500 yards in this game. So he's not going to be Bo Picks on Saturday. No, I mean, he's going to be be at the crib. He hasn't been Bo Picks since he got to Oregon, I feel like, though. It was more at Auburn. No, at Auburn he was. Oregon, he's been much better. He's been much better. Much better. Uh, I Obviously, Colorado's defense, you saw him against Colorado State. It was rough. Colorado State could do whatever they wanted out there. And Oregon is just a step up in class. TCU was not the same TCU that we saw last year that went to the national title game and got walloped. This is just not your mother's TCU. This is just a team that's lost a lot of talent to the NFL. And now you go up against a guy who's been playing college football in Bo Nix for uh, damn near 10 years. So he's got a decade in the college football game, Bo Picks. And uh, I don't think Dion and them boys are ready. 21, 20 and a half points is the spread. Uh, I would take Oregon team total over. Uh, I would take Oregon first half. I would. I am all over Bo Nix passing yard props. Can't get those until probably Thursday or Friday. Definitely Friday. Don't know what I'm going to do with the full game, but there's a lot of angles in this game to play. Yeah. There's going to be a lot Agreed. of money on Colorado. Aren't you guys a little scared, though, that it was 21 yesterday and moved down to 28 point? Five today, twenty and a half. Yeah, I'm not touching the spread. I don't. Um, I don't like it. I listen. I think. I think Colorado could cover in this game and still get their ass kicked. I mean, there's a very real chance that 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 happens. We've been just. We've been sitting right. That's been the conversation. Is when when are they going to? We want to see them face real competition. Then we'll be able to judge them. I mean, the reality of it is though, they, they they've got a team that starts off slow. Yeah. Maybe you're taking For the sure. first half. Take Oregon in the first half if you want to sit there and take a side. We've watched those these Colorado slow starts over the first couple of games. They're also allowing five yards a carry on the ground defensively. So Colorado's defense is not good. I mean, no. you mentioned that. And Travis Hunter being out, you're losing that dynamic playmaker on, on both sides of the football. Oregon's also really good at home under Dan Lanning. They're 7-1 at home with him as the head coach. Even 7-1 against the spread if you want to sit there and throw an A. Uh, I was going to say trend. I just, oh, yeah. trend. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Timing. That was my fault. Timing could have been better. Sorry. That's okay. Trends. But Trends. There you go. But, I, yeah, I just th- this Oregon team is just I, – I just don't want to be that person that sits here and rides the Colorado bandwagon the entire year. I think what I would probably do – I like the Bo Nix prop. 
I think I'd probably take Oregon team total, and I'd maybe take Oregon to cover in the first half. Because something could happen late in this game where, you know, like, I mean, there's some sort of backdoor cover from Colorado. They have, I mean, it's just, it just has this feel. I mean, last game made no sense. There was a lot of cheap shots. It, it was a five-hour game. People were falling asleep during it. Be, it just, it, this, Colorado is just, they're, they're a target. And Oregon's going to bring their best to this game because everybody, whether they're going to say it publicly or not, is tired of hearing about Colorado already. Yeah, and Oregon is a, a legit college football program. Yes. They've been legit. They've been really good at home. We've been really good at home pretty much my entire time since I got there in yeah. 2004. So, like, we are at at the crib, at Autzen. Never rains in Autzen Stadium. It's one of the loudest stadiums that you're going to find. A lot of these kids from Colorado, like, they're four stars or five stars, but they're going up against finally a team that's legit. Uh, yeah, I think Oregon rolls. Tristan, you know what I love is that when you're explaining a team that's at home, you always say at the crib. What happens when a team goes on the road? Is that like the outhouse? Is that like like what's what's when they go on the road? Oh, uh, that's a great question. Got to get back to you. Yeah, you think about that. Because I, I like, you know, they're at the crib. Like you refer to that a lot at yeah. home. So I want to know what on the road is. At the hotel? At the hotel. At the that's hotel. not bad. Instead of at like the crib, at, the at the Airbnb? Yeah. Um, Trista, <laughs> I like the Bo Nix passing yards look. I'm on the Oregon team total over. Yeah. I mean, you said it. TCU, that offense isn't as good as they were last year. It was game one of the season. They put up 42 points. And remember, Colorado had two interceptions in the end zone in that game. So TCU easily could have dropped 50 on them. Colorado State, you mentioned. I mean, that's a good group of five offense, but that's not Oregon's offense. So I think Oregon being at home at the crib, I think they can score a little bit. I like the team total over there. Um, I'm not touching the side. I'm not touching the total. I know Chase likes the uh, he likes the over in the game. I think if you like Colorado to cover, I think you like the over. Yes. Right? Because, like, they're not keeping Oregon below, like, 30 points. Like, Oregon's getting theirs. They're scoring 40. They're scoring 50. So if Colorado's going to cover, I think that correlates to the over. I just – I like the Ducks team total over. I just – I think they're going to be able to score at will in this game. Let me ask you guys. If Colorado beats Oregon, are you willing to say, okay, they're for real? Or do they have to back it up by beating USC next week at home? No, if they beat Oregon at Autzen Stadium, yeah. this is a team then that you're is not like, to okay. be trifled with. Yeah. Oregon is the 10th best team in the country. Um, they've got a Heisman candidate. They've got Dan Lanning, the defensive candidates. coordinator. Candidates. Candidates. Excuse yeah. me. Candidates. <laughs> so, I mean, they've got Dan Lanning who... Listen, got Georgia to the to the promised land, comes over as the head coach. Yeah, absolutely. If Colorado were to beat as an underdog, as a plus 700 underdog, which I do not think I could stake my beating heart on this game. Like, I would stake my beating heart on Oregon be- winning against Colorado. I mean, the, it, the, 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 the bus, you, the train stops here. I would be so fascinated if Colorado wins what that line is next week against USC back in Boulder. Oh, and then, I mean, you talk about whatever the pot is, if you're confident about Oregon beating Colorado, whatever that pot is, split it in half just in case. Put that first half on Oregon. And then if if for some reason Colorado beats Oregon, you smash USC. <laughs> yeah. Just hammer, hammer, yes. hammer. <laughs> but I think it's yeah. the, if, if, if Colorado beats a top 10 team in Oregon, you have to respect what they are. And what the only thing that drove me nuts about this heading into this year was people talking about how they won one game last year. That's not the same team. It's a completely new team. So throw everything pre-Dion out the window for Colorado. It just... 
It's 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 the jerseys aren't even the same. You're right. Even that's not the same. And they're wearing sunglasses now. How dare they wear sunglasses and hats? They. I mean, they've gotten so much money. I think Colorado had to take out a home equity line of credit on their entire school to pay Deion Sanders. They didn't even have the money, but they knew it was going to happen. Thirty million dollars. I don't even know how you get it. Like, hey, can we just pay you uh, midway through the season? Yeah. Uh, Can you come here for the first ten weeks for free? I'm sure they got some rich boosters. I guess. Dion's got a lot of money. They knew what this they they knew what they were doing. And it's I mean it's Shout out to Constant Schwartz, one of the best managers in the game, uh, who's Michael Strahan's manager, who convinced Deion Sanders to become a head coach of football when he was in the media game. And she was like, No, I think there's other places for you to go in the that is just boss it bitch really is. stuff. I mean, it's, it was a complete... I remember when he left NFL Network and was like, yeah. oh, really? And then it yeah. was just a bar stool. And then, no, he's going to go coach. And it was like, wait, really? I mean, it has been... And you thought it was like a content but... play at first? Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, I know this. Right. This is like Big Brother and, for But football. then he like never lost at Jackson yeah. State. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, he's legit. He's recruiting well. And listen, when you recruit, you have to be a great salesman. Is there any better salesman in sports than Deion Sanders? He can convince any no. kid they can be a star. It's what makes John Calipari a great recruiter in Kentucky. Like, John Calipari's won one national title. He said publicly his goal is to get his players to the NBA, which, if I'm a Kentucky fan, every time I hear something like that, I'm like, oh, we, we would like, we'd like some wins here, too. But what he's able to do, as with all great coaches when they recruit, is convince players that they can come there, they can succeed, and then they can go on to the next level. Dion's getting all these guys to buy in. And it's working. And eventually you have to actually have the evidence, right? you got to have the resume to back up all the things you're saying. I mean, there is no evidence, there's no resume that has a brighter spotlight on it right now than Dion as a head coach. It's been fun to watch. But it ends today. I hate to tell you this, though, Peej. I think I'm fading your, uh, your Crimson Tide. It's well, you okay. know what? I think they win. I think Ole Miss covers. I like. I bet Ole Miss plus seven. I just this quarterback situation right now. Jackson Dart has looked really good for Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin's got him playing really well. I I think Alabama could still win this game, like a twenty eight twenty four type of game. But I see Ole Miss covering. There's just a lot of there's a lot of noise and a lot of friction around this program right now. They're not used to being in this position. This feels like the worst Alabama team that we've had in, I would like a decade? Oh, easily. I mean, it's, it's been at yeah. least a decade. They're not used to being in this position. No, because the quarterback position's not very good, but then they don't have any first-round talent at any of the skill positions, which is just, like, shocking. Because you think of some of those, like, running back rooms or receiving rooms mm-hmm. that they've had in the past. I actually kind of like Bama in this game. The Same. last couple of years... I feel like whenever people think Bama's going to dominate somebody, Oh, you're, you're zagging, aren't you? Are you zagging? They never do. <laughs> they always play bad. And then when everybody is ready to just pile on them and they think an upset's going to happen and they think they're going to lose, that's when they normally play pretty good. So interesting storyline in this game. Ole Miss's defensive coordinator is Pete Golding who took over at uh, Bama as – he was Bama's defensive coordinator for the last three years. Bama fans could not stand Pete Golding. So now here he comes back to Tuscaloosa's Ole Miss, D.C., and uh, has a chance to end Bama's season in week four. So 
I think that's something interesting and, to watch. Uh, and also storyline Lane Kiffin versus uh, Nick that's Saban. That's another yeah. thing. Nick Saban or Lane Kiffin wants to beat Saban so bad. And I think that's another thing that plays into Bama's hands is that Kiffin's going to do so many uncharacteristic things in this game. In this in this series so far since Kiffin's been coached, he'll go for it like fourth and one on his own 20. Like he'll just do the craziest things where you're like, why would you do that? But that's that's what he does. He wants to beat Saban so bad that he just like almost wants it too much that I, I think he that makes mistakes, puts Bama in short field situations. That's exactly right. And Bama ends up uh rolling. Yeah, I mean you've you've got it and we talked about this uh for tomorrow's beat the books is you know, Bama's you know, Nick Saban hasn't lost two in a row since twenty thirteen. Hasn't lost two in a row at home since twenty seventeen. Uh, they haven't covered these last few weeks, Bama. Uh, this feels like a, a good bounce-back spot. And there's a little extra motivation. Nick Saban versus his former coordinator. That's always the you know the Bill yeah. Belichick rule as well. Um, same thing with like rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. That's a trend that I can actually get behind. So uh, the lines move from 6.5 to 7 uh, just in this show alone. It was 6.5 before the show. Now it's 7. I still like it. I think I take Bama. I was more excited about Clemson, Florida State before the season. I wish it had the same juice that it was going to have before. But Clemson at least is... Clemson's limited opposing quarterbacks to a 52% completion percentage. Like, that's the one thing I think they have to really compete with Florida State is making life miserable for Jordan Travis. But I, I just... Florida State is head and shoulders. But Clemson's a mess. And Kate Klubnick is terrible under pressure. I mean, he just... he He's so inaccurate. Clemson just feels like an eroding program right now. Yes. Like, I know it's at Clemson. I, Florida State minus one and a half, yes. I, I love Florida State in this game. I'll just take Florida State money line and get it over yeah. with. Not yeah. even mess around with the one and a half. You never know in these, like, big-time rivalry games. Yep. What, um, what is the money line at now? Do you have it in front uh, of you? I can get it. All right. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see where that is now. Because that's the thing. We're, in the time, we're at the time of the week where things start to move. Very quickly. It's uh, actually now two and a half, so okay. it's minus one thirty-five on the money line. So yeah, I'm fine with that. Line. Oh, I'd, I'd pay the juice I, for I, that. I yeah. can't. I can't wait for this game. I can't wait for it. Clemson season's on the line, and Nick, yeah. you bring up a great point. I think this could be like the changing of the guard game in the ACC, right? Because yep. Clemson, the last couple years, ever since NIL, Dabo, just we all know he's just not a believer in it. He doesn't want to do that stuff. Guess what? You better. Yeah, that's you're the falling thing. Behind. That's the thing. And here comes Florida State. They look so impressive against LSU. If they go on the road in Death Valley, give Clemson their second ACC loss, I mean... It's it's a huge. I can't wait for that game. I can't wait for it. I I have no thoughts. I really don't. I I'm gonna bet it live because I either want a bigger number with Clemson during the game or I want to get Florida State at plus money or maybe you know with a plus like three and a half or something like that. I I just don't like I don't like Florida State two and a half. Like that is just that's a spooky line. That is a spooky line. Clemson's so good at home. Their defense is very good. And, I mean, these teams have been waiting for each other all season. Like, this is the game they had circled in the offseason. So, I can't wait. Florida State's is Florida State's the better team, but Clemson being at home is going to make it a no war. There's no shot they win, though, right? Clemson. Oh, I mean, there's a shot. They're two-and-a-half-point dogs. Yeah, but just shot. come on. But that's a, that's that's all like a historical line. That's a, you know, home field advantage line. I don't I, see I, it. I just... Feels like it feels like they're gonna get absolutely devoured. 
Look, if I had to pick the game, I would take Florida State. I actually like the under. Especially I, I, considering how bad Florida State looked last week. That was such like a look-ahead spot. Oh, big time. It's Ben MGM tonight.